all the kids sit around, sit in one spot over here, and when they when they disappear, it uh, it makes us off time. That's all right. Uh, I'm thankful for our kids, and I, I I'm just excited for what God is doing here. Uh, we've got a it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, we we have a missionary with us. Uh, I've mentioned him in in, in the past, uh, Brother Eddie Mills. Uh, we've talked to him a couple times in the last last several months, and. And uh, but uh, the last couple of weeks we hadn't really mentioned it because, well, I'll be honest, I didn't forget he was coming. It was in my calendar, but but uh, we forgot to announce it. And uh, so, but uh, he's here, and uh, praise the Lord, uh, God's God's seen fit to allow him to come up and share what God's been using them to do uh, in China for the last, well, a long time, twenty plus years, uh, serving the Lord. Um, uh, my mom remembers them coming to our church back home in Ohio. I'm not. I, I don't remember it because it was. I was. I. I must not have been paying attention because you're not much older than I am, brother. He's. Uh, he's. He may. He may be. Uh, he may be in the sixties. Age. I don't know his exact age. Uh, I am. I'm not that far behind him, but uh, I'm not that close either. <laughs> <laughs> But but God's God's been using him greatly, and uh, I, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see how God's been using him, and excited to see the the, the, the opportunity for them to, to even expand what God's been doing there. So at this point, at this time, we have brother uh, brother Mills come and, and uh, share with us what God's been doing, and, and looking forward to it. Thank you, Pastor. It's good to be back. Now I guess Amen. from my accent, y'all know I'm not from around here, right? Uh, if we put the PowerPoint up, please. Turn your Bibles to the book of Mark. And uh, what we're going to do this morning, I'm going to show you how to read some Chinese writing. Does that sound impossible? And then the... Yeah, just the... Get the slideshow. There you go. Look at Mark 1.17. We'll start there. The Bible says in verse 17, And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I'll make you to become fishers of men. Now to become something, that means there's a process in this. So this morning I'm going to show you some things about what it means to become fishers of men in an area where they've not been fished before. <laughs> now how many fishermen do we have here? Surely somebody goes fishing around here. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Over here, any fishermen over here? No, 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 no. All right, what do you fish for around here? Don't say fish, I know. All right. What do you fish for around here? Trout? Bass? Perch? Huh? Pickerelly? What else? Anything else? Let me ask you this. Do you use the same hook for every fish? Yeah, <laughs> for the non-fishermen, use the same bait for every fish. Okay, now we know that about being a fisherman, you've got to have a tackle box with different hooks, different baits, different lures, because not all fish are caught with the same hook or bait. You know, and because uh, you know, uh, like down south, we go catfish. You know, catfish, whatever you got to have a big hook, and you put blood bait on. You put anything on the catfish, you eat anything. But if you want to try to catch, you know, crappie or, or other smaller. fish. A fish, you can't use that big old hook for catfish, you got to use a smaller hook. 
All right, so now when God said, you know, follow me and I'll make you to become fishers of men, he's actually given us an idea of how to catch people too. Not all Bible verses catch the same person. How many of y'all were saved with John 3.16? One. How many of y'all were saved with the Romans Road? There's Romans Road, Romans Road, Romans Road, Romans Road. How about uh, Ephesians 2.8.9, for by grace you save saved through faith. Now there's all kind of different verses. I, if we took a little survey, not everybody here was caught with the same Bible verse. Now we think and we assume when we enter the foreign fields that everybody's going to be equally caught the same way we catch Americans. Now there's a difference. Now let's take John 3.16 for example. What's the second word in John 3.16? For so loved the world. Okay, you see now we've got God filed away in our file cabinet in our mind in the right drawer, in the right folder and when we pull God out of that folder we think everybody's going to understand everything we're giving because we understand it. Is that not right? Okay, now the problem is if you go to China and even other nations and you start saying for God, so as soon as you say God, they're not connecting. See, they've got a kitchen God. They've got a moon God. They've got a, and you just go right down the list of different money gods. You just go, they've got a list after list of God, 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 God. So you're given your ideas of who God is, and you're thinking they're connecting, and they're not even on the same sheet of music with you yet. And because you're just given what you understand. And we think, well, if I understand it, why can't they understand it? And the reason they can't understand it is because they have no foundation of truth. All right, so God said, I'll show you how to become fishers of men. And uh, we lost this line. I was getting ready to go to the next one. <laughs> oh, okay, I, uh, it is? <laughs> I don't, it's never done that before, so I'm kind of confused myself. <laughs> it's going. <laughs> okay, now, okay, uh, now, this, remember some things. Not, not all hooks catch the same fish. Not all baits catch the same fish. You know, the message of God never changes, but the methods of delivering that message will change. Okay, let's go to the first one. Maybe it won't run through. I don't know what made it do that. But, uh, I mean, uh, okay. Well, now it's done hung up again. Okay, just click through this slide. Let's go to the first, uh, the third slide. I was, uh, the, Okay, next slide. Okay, now, uh, this is the Chinese word here. Uh, now, hopefully it won't move. <laughs> now, the, uh, now, to us, that looks like what? A little chicken scratched the ground, don't it? It's just like a scratch on the ground where chicken, you know, got a hold of the ground. Okay, but now, when I'm going fishing in China, I'll ask some Chinese people some leading questions. Now, earlier this morning, she was asking me, how do I, you know, you know, speak to a person, you know, from teaching English to, you know, talking about the Bible. And usually after, you know, several months of being in, at a school, you know, different students or teachers or somebody will come to my house often to really want to practice their English. That's the only reason they come to our house is just to practice English. And, but some will come more and some will ask questions of curiosity, but some will ask questions of interest. And as they show questions of interest, I would start leading into something, which was, I'll write this word out, but I would kind of set them up. I'll say, how old is your language? Now, all Chinese people know is they, they give, uh, you know, usually the word 5,000, which really not, it's not that old. 
but I'm asking them, how old is their language? I, I've got to get them on a hook. God said, I'll make you fishers of men. So when I throw a question out, I'm fishing. I know the answer. They think they know the answer. All right, how old is your language? Then I'll ask them, is this random marks? And I've, uh, I, think, I think I'm just hit next. Let me see something here. Okay, next again. Okay, let me stop right there. Uh, believe it or not, I gave him the wrong PowerPoint, but this, I can still do it. <laughs> the, uh, but I'll ask some questions. Are these random marks? Now, their language is a picture language. It illustrates a thought that the Chinese people knew thousands of years ago. It's not just random marks that mean nothing. Each mark had a, a position in a place of prominence to illustrate something that they understood thousands of years ago. And so I'll ask them these questions. How old is your language? They'll say four to five thousand, four to four to five thousand years old. I say, are these random marks? They'll say no. And I said, your language is a picture language. They'll say yes. It illustrates the thought that our fathers knew. Now they say our fathers knew, they're talking about their ancestors. Let me ask you something. What did our fathers know? Is it the same thing what our children know today? You know, the news is so corrupted, our history is unbelievable. We are no longer a country of laws. <laughs> we are a country of emotions and feelings, and you're supposed to react to your emotions of the moment. It's got nothing to do with a country of laws anymore. And so as we go through this, these things, and uh, what we do, we go down the, what we call the Genesis Road. We don't go down the Romans Road. You know, they, they can't comprehend that. You have to take them to the very beginning. And really to correct most of the issues in America today, we have to go back to what happened in the beginning. If we don't see the be you know, the book of Genesis is the beginning of everything. It's the beginning of how the nations were formed, why the nations were formed. The average young person today is clueless on why the nations or how the nations were even formed. They think everything's just an accident of people's failures or successes. No, God has a plan for every nation. Now, when we don't fulfill his plan, then you have what you have today, chaos. The reason there's chaos in any nation is because a nation forgets God. As soon as you forget God, God will let you reap what you sow. Our nation is reaping some judgments of God. Everything you see that's happening in America today is a form of a judgment. Now, if you look at Israel's history how many times did they have a rise and a fall, and a rise and a fall, and a rise and a fall? A good king, bad king, a good king, a bad king, a good king. Hey, it's a cycle. That cycle is when they remembered God, they was up on high. When they forgot God, they was on the low end. When they remembered God, God would raise them up again. They'd forget God and they'd do what? They'd go down. We are no different. We're making the same mistakes that the whole Old Testament is full of history of showing what happens to a nation that forgets God. When you forget God, it's not that the system's left or right or conservative or this or that. It's got, God said, that's enough. I'm coming judging. God's going to judge America. God didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't let Israel get away with that nonsense. God ain't going to let America get away with nonsense. So as you see things spiral down, it's the judgments of God coming after a nation who's forgotten Him. Now, there's a time when we knew our Old Testament. 
You can ask the average young person today some simple questions about the Old Testament. They can't name the characters of the Old Testament. For you to understand any New Testament principle, you've got to know your Old Testament. The Old Testament is the foundation of all the New Testament truths. America's lost the Old Testament. They lost what it means to be ruled by law and get rid of your emotions, your feelings, and, and start realizing what the laws of God mean. And it goes back to the holiness of God. And when we get back to the holiness of God, the nonsense we hear and see will disappear. But until we go back to God's holiness, it'll be, we'll be struggling. Now, so I'll ask the young person, you know, what does it mean? That you're, what does this mean about your language? It's 4,000 years old. I know the answer. Is it random marks? They'll say no. I said, all right. Now, I'll draw this first word, and this is this word for create. This whole word is the word create right here. And I'll show them the book of Genesis in Genesis 2-7. It says, the Lord God did what? He formed man of the dust of the ground, of create, and breathed his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living soul. And now, they've heard of the Bible. And I said, now, let's see if your word here for create can match something that's in the Bible. Now, they're thinking, well, wait a minute. This Bible is from America. Did you know the average American kid don't even know where the Bible is, where it's from? Is the Bible from America? Where is it written? In the West or in the East? It's an Eastern book. All your characters are Eastern people in the Bible. The average Eastern person thinks Christianity is from America. The Bible was written in America. And I hate to say it, you can go to even college-age students today, and they don't even know the history of the Bible, but they're experts in politics. Ain't that a shame? That's what's wrong in America. You take the Bible out of education, and then you've got man's traditions and man's reasoning that's outside the history of God. No man is going to step outside the history of God. God will let man step out, but there will be a judgment when you step out, and God will have to judge for it being allowed to happen. Now, when I write this verse out, they're thinking immediately, well, you know, this is from America. And they'll ask, they say, well, Mr. Mills, you do know how old China is. I said, yes, that's why I asked you that question. You said your language is over 4,000 years old. And they'll say, you know, Mr. Mills, America ain't too old. How old is America? Test your history. Da, da, da. 1776 from today gives you, we were how old? Do you math? 200 and what? 45 years. They'll look at America and say, you know, America, we were here thousands of years before you showed up. And remember, your Bible is just an English book. Even English itself is not over a thousand years old. You want us to believe you're God from America? I said, well, wait a minute. First of all, who says God is only 2,000 years old? See, they're thinking Jesus was born, what, how many years ago? Well, they, they think our God didn't show up on this earth till 2,000 years ago. So where was God 4,000 years ago? Where was he, folks? He was still in heaven. He was still in the tabernacle. He was still traveling with it. He was still doing everything he was supposed to do. It's not his fault that the world rejected him. It's not his fault. 
Now, folks, you've got to remember something. God will give you a chance to make a choice. And when you make the wrong choice, you live with the consequences of your choices. You had the very first family in the Bible, Cain and Abel. What choice did Cain make? He said, I'll do it my way. I'll build me an altar and i put on that altar what I want. And God, you better like what I put on that altar. And God's had no respect under Cain's offering. Now instead of Cain repenting and saying, well, God, you're right. I'm wrong. He wouldn't do that. He got so angry, what did Cain do? He killed righteous Abel. Abel did what was right. Why do the righteous suffer? It's got nothing to do. Why do they suffer? He, he, he suffered for righteousness. You know what? God said they're going to hate you for my name's sake. You're always going to be hated for doing it God's way. And you've got to remember that. It, sooner or later, it's going to come to the point where you're going to be singled out. You're one of them Christians. You're one of them people that believe the Bible. You're one of those people who follow God. Kill him. Take him out. That's going to happen maybe sooner than we think. People do not like any church that stands upon the truths of the Scriptures. Oh, you believe that old Bible. You believe those, you're one of those Christians who think, yes, I'm one of them Christians who think God's true and every man's a liar. That's what I think. If you're going to try to tell me what you think, I'm going to measure it by what God says. And if you don't measure up to what God says, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You see, if I care about you, and if I love you, I'll tell you you're wrong. And used to be that used to be what would happen in America. You could tell people they're wrong, but now everybody's, oh, I'm so easily offended. You can't use them words around me. <laughs> i got to get my safe space. Oh, goodness, he done said something horrible. What am I going to do? We've raised a generation of people. It's unbelievable how fragile they are. And that's all a program. It's a brainwashing. People say, well, I don't want church brainwashing much. <laughs> we never brainwashed your children. The world's always done that. The Bible says, you know, world is it call evil good and good evil. When you start reversing things and making the right thing sound wrong and the wrong thing sound right, God's going to pronounce a judgment, woe unto those people that do that. God is not going to sit back and allow the world to twist His truth to make it soft to the ears of His people. If the church don't stand up and warn the people, God will stand up and He will judge the people. More and more as America sinks into sin, more and more will God rise up to judge a nation that's forgotten Him. Folks, read your Bible. Read it. Don't listen to the news. Read your Bible. Know the history of your Bible. Know the history of what made Israel fall into sin because the church is following the same precedence that's already been set. Now, I'll write that word after after I said, now listen, you think this is from America. Let's see if the Bible's from America. Let's see if who knew this first. Did the Chinese people 4,000 years ago? Or did America, who's only been here 200 and something years? And so let's see, because there's proof in the language. All right, so 
what I'll do, I'll take this little plus mark here that's on the line. I'll bring that out and bring it down. Uh, just pick it one time, please. That's the word dust. Now, why do you think the word dust is inside the word create? Why is that word? Yeah. See, you grew up in church. You grew up in vacation Bible school, Sunday school. You've been learning the Bible story since you was a little taught. How many of our young people have learned in schools that God made Adam and Eve from the dust? They've been taught they what? Evolved. You know, the devil knew at the very beginning to trip up the church, he had attacked the very first verse of the Bible. See, if I can get him to doubt in the beginning God created, then I can get him to doubt other truths too. See, I, devil's smart. He ain't no dummy. Now, God's not going to get in a little tug of war with Satan. He said, I'm going to present my truth to the world. I'm going to give it to them. But you know what? It's your choice to walk up to the Scriptures and take of the manna and eat. It's your choice to take up and drink of the living water. It's your choice to enjoy the honey of the Scriptures. That's your choice. You are what you eat, right? You are what you intake, what your eyes see. You become what you feel, let your eyes filter. You are you what you let your ears become. Listen to. What does your ears listen to every day, day after day, night after night, weekend after weekend? What do you let come into your ears? What do you let your eyes see? Everything is a place for something to come into that brain to affect your thinking. And as those outside things come in, you become what you see, what you hear. But God's going to say, wait a minute, here's my truth. This is your filter. Without this, you won't know what to think. Everybody wants, when I come back to Mary, well, what do you think Mr. Mills about? Well, what do you think? I said, I don't know, let's see what the scripture says. But Mr. Mills, that's the Bible. Well, of course, that's the Bible. That's the filter. That's the element of truth. That's not political. This is God, the King of Kings. We're worried about what the kings here say about what the King of Kings think. We've got to go back to the Scriptures. But if you do that, they'll hate you. You'll be hated of all men for my sake. All right, so I'll, I'll put the next one up. How many of you can draw a box? How many of y'all can draw a box? There's a few people who can draw a box. <laughs> next word, next part. All right, now, this part's dust. Now, here's a box. That's the word mouth. So you got dust and mouth inside the word create. Does that make sense? Somebody was created from the dust, and he had a mouth. Okay, next. I'd probably just do it this way. be easier. Now, if you uh, take this apostrophe and put it right there on, on dust and put, you know, dust above the word mouth and add that part, that's the word talk. So there's dust, mouth, talk. Now the curvy L off to the side. Next. is the ability to walk or movement. So here's four parts to make up this one. Now, I've already showed them this verse. And I said, now, why did your fathers 4,000 years ago Put the word dust, mouth, talk, and walk in this word. And they say, well, my fathers knew this. You see, my language is a history book. It contains a story of what our fathers believed. 
And I said, well, let me ask you, which was first, Chinese or English? What did they have to say? Chinese. How old is America? 245 years old. And some of them would say, well, Mr. Mills, it's from America. And I said, oh, I guess George Washington was there 4,000 years ago helping your fathers form your language. And they had to do what? George Washington couldn't have been there 4,000 years ago. Who knew it first? America or China? Who knew it first? England or China? Who knew it first? Germany or China? Who knew it first? France or China? Who knew, you can go down all the history lines. You're way back when you get 4,000, 4,500 years ago. That's 2,000 plus years before the cross. You're in the time of the Pharaohs. Who was the Pharaoh? Who was, that, who was, in, who was dealing with the Pharaohs in the book of Exodus? That was Moses. This is all around the time of Moses and things. So when you're looking at this, they look at that, their mouth kind of falls to the ground. But Mr. Mills, we were told this is from America. I said, well, was George Washington there 4,000 years ago? They have to shake their head and go, no. They said, but Mr. Mills, this is a coincidence. Folks, is that a coincidence? Well, let me show you something. I, if, I said, well, if, if it's a coincidence, would there be any more words? And they said, well, there can't be. I said, well, how many more words would I have to show you to show it's not a coincidence? Well, they said, if there's a few more words, and we'd realize this is not a coincidence. I said, okay, then we'll go to the next word. Now, this is, look at Genesis 2.8, and the Lord God planned a garden, eastward and there, put the man in form. So here's the word garden. Now, let's see what you remember. Okay, go ahead and next. It's hanging up there. Okay, what's this? Look at that. You're already reading Chinese. <laughs> All right. Next. Yeah. Okay, now next. What's this? Mouth. Look at there. See, it's not hard to read. Okay, now we got something new. Now, look at this verse and see if you can figure out what, what, do, you, what, what do you think this might be. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So we already looked at creator form. Well, this is garden. So what do you think this would be? Just take a guess from that verse. There he put the man. Okay, now next. This is two people in that garden. Next. You know, this one, and next again, each one of these stand for a person. When it's like this, this part here, the one Y that's kind of upside down this way is a person or urine. Okay, who came out of Adam's side? So there's a person, and then a person out of the side. That's two people. So in that first garden, eastward in Eden, they put the man in the form, there's a garden. Man's made from the gut dust, he has a mouth, and there's two people. Next. Now, this, this outside box has to do next with the thought of being enclosed. So now there's four parts to garden, and now there's four parts to create. That's eight parts. Can eight parts just coincidentally match the Bible? Of course not. It can't be a coincidence. See, folks, if you know your Old Testament, you will know the future. 
Everything about the old was prophecy about things that happen in the new. If you fail to, old, to know the old, you will fail to understand the new and you will miss the prophecies. You must know your Old Testament. There's a terrible doctrine out there today that the New Testament has replaced the Old Testament. That's heresy. There's no such thing as one testament replacing the other. They're both inspired scriptures and they're both part of your lives today. Paul tells you the Old Testament is written for our examples and our admonition. It's written for us. If you want to understand the future, you make sure you understand the prophecies of the old because most of them, a lot of them were filled in the new, but there's still some yet unfulfilled. All right, next. Now, by the time I get to this part, next. Okay, now look at uh, Genesis, or next. First, come up here. I just do it. Now, in Genesis 2 17, now we're going down Genesis Road. Now, Genesis 2 7, the garden. Genesis 2 8, I mean, 2 7, create. Genesis 2 8, the garden. But now it's talking about some. In 2.17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Next, the first time man was forbidden to do something, he was forbidden to eat something in the garden. Now, people say, well, that Bible's too complicated. If it wasn't so complicated, I'd read it. That's a bunch of malarkey. The Bible's not hard to understand. You just don't like what it says. That's the problem. Man don't like God telling him what to do. There's nothing hard to understand about any of the Ten Commandments. You tell me what's hard to understand. Nothing. Just the world hates it. People's going to hate God's truth. When Adam and Eve was in the garden, the first time man was forbidden to do something was right here. All right? Adam, you got all these trees. Eat. Enjoy. But you know what? We'll use this tree here. But this one tree, you can't eat. All the other trees you can eat. But you can't eat of this one tree. As soon as the man is told he can't do something, what does he want to do? You got everything. Woo, look at them apples over here. Look at them oranges. Look at it. You know, name every fruit you can think. But you can't eat that one. Now, why did God say I can't eat that one? Looks like fried chicken over there. <laughs> Baptist bird. I done got tired of them watermelons and cantaloupes and oranges and pineapples and mangoes and, and you name all the other fruits and, you know, I want that one. That's all it was. Man will never be happy with what he has. He's got to have something he's not supposed to have. Man don't like to be told that. Why do people get offended when you tell them they can't have something? If you learn the answer to that, you understand the Christian life. God knows what's best. We don't like it that God knows what's best. We think, I know as much as God... God just don't understand me. If God understood me and where I'm from and what I have to face, then He'll understand why I've got to have it. And we'll start talking to God like He's on our level. 
Well, God, if you loved me, you'd let me have it. God, if you, if you really cared about me, you'd let me. And then we get all these little things of what we'll start giving as offering why God's got to approve of this. Like it's going to really mean something. And all we do is talk ourselves into the fact that I can sin. Now, let's look at this word. Now, the first time God forbid man to do something, it had to do with what? But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat. Next. These, what do you think these two things here are? It's trees. Next. Maybe this is Okay, I got it. Next. The first time, so the, the top part is trees. The bottom part is to warn or to show. When God first warned man about the trees in the garden, that is the idea to forbid. Four parts to create, four parts to uh, garden. Now two parts to this. If I can get them to this point, God said I'll make you what? You see, they're ready. They say, wait a minute. This ain't from America. This is not from Europe. This is not from, and they give all these, this is something our ancestors knew. This was before everything about even English, before German, before French. Our fathers knew this. Then it becomes like, we knew it before you. Yeah. We knew it before you. Folks, where's your ancestors from, you know? Ireland and you know, France, England, France. You, know, you can go all you know what? No matter where you're from, them folks knew it before you did. They lost it. The sad thing is, it's so much part of their language that they're amazed that they've been blinded and they couldn't see it. What put blinders on their eyes where they could not see that? You see, the Scriptures were taken away. Without the knowledge of the Scriptures, you cannot see. Now once I open the Bible and they look at this, and they look at their language. My fathers knew this. Now, folks, is that Old Testament or New Testament? Next. See, something happened. i got to speed up here, don't I? Next. Next. This is the word tempter. Next. Now, this is Genesis 3, 1. Now, serpent the more so than any beast of the field which the Lord God made. Said the woman, Yea, if God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, they're very afraid of anything about the devil. You know, all cultures outside of America, we think they have no idea of hell. That's not true. They all believe in hell. They just think the king of hell has control over your soul. It's not the king of hell who has control of your soul. God does. God does. Fear him, right? Who's that? Fear him who's able to cast both body and soul into hell. That's not the devil. All right? So when I write this out, to my surprise, they believe in the devil. They, they know the devil can come and get them. But they think after they suffered in hell for so many years, they're, they're released and they get to come back and try again. That's called what? Most of the world today is still fooled by that. They think I've always got a second chance. Folks, you don't get a second chance. 
If you don't get it right now, you'll be wrong for eternity. There's no second chances. God's given you each breath, you've got a chance to repent. With each waking moment, you've got a chance to change your heart and get right with God. And if you won't get right, it's not God's fault that you have to go to hell. You made the choice to fall into hell of your own free will. And God's got no choice but to let you go there because you chose to reject God's love. All right? Next. And this upside-down L here has to do with the word broad. Next. What are these two things? Trees, right? Because trees in the garden. Next. This little parsley has to do with motion. Next. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. This is the word field. Next. This little uh, tree trunk like this word for sun here. Next. This is the word secretly. And what happens, there is a son in the field who's doing something secretly among the trees. See, Lucifer, who was Lucifer? He's a fallen, the angels are called the sons of God. Lucifer, who later became Satan, he was a son who did something secretly in the field amongst those trees. Now, all this, all this serpent did, he came around this tree, He waited for Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve be over there eating. Then he'd be over here eating, over here. He'll be over here soon. Everybody thinks the devil was in the garden, maybe chasing Adam and Eve. Go eat, go eat, go eat. Nope. Serpent was in that tree just waiting. Sooner or later, they'll come and visit the tree. You know what? There's going to be trees in your life. All the devil's doing is waiting for you to show up at your tree. And when you show up at it, he's going to say, Yea, hath God said. That's all he's going to do. People think the devil's so smart. Folks, he's stupid. He's a dummy. He's an absolute dummy. If he was so smart, he'd still be in heaven. If he was so smart, he wouldn't have sacrificed all the glory of what he had for going to hell. The devil is not some super intellect. He just knows the weakness of man. I've just got to question you and you'll fall to your own stupidity. He'll let you fall in your own ego. He'll let you make the same mistake Cain made. He'll let you make the same mistake Samson made. He'll let you make the same mistakes that David made. He'll let you make all the mistakes you want to make. And all he's got to do is wait for you to come to your tree. That's all he's doing. He's waiting for you. If you show up there, it's your fault. It's not God's fault. Don't show up at your tree and you won't get in trouble. Now, when I show them this, the Chinese go, but Mr. Mills, we don't want the devil to get us. See, I don't have to convince them. They say, That's, we know he's real. And now that we see our fathers knew it, that even proves even more we know it's real. Now here's our last character. Go to the next one. And they say, well, Mr. Mills, is there any way we can be right? Next. This is a word for righteousness. And uh, in Genesis 3.21, under Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin. Now why did God have to make coats of skin for them? They was covered in what? Figly. See, they tried to make their own covering. 
God said, the day you eat that fruit, you'll surely die. God can't go back on his word. Adam, the day you eat that fruit, he didn't say you're going to die. You're going to surely die. Why did God have to say surely? He knows man's heart. You're not going to get it if I just say die. I've got to tell you, you're going to surely die. And it still didn't help. Adam and Eve had to do what? They had to eat it. You know what? I turn back to Genesis 3 and I'm going to show you one simple truth. Because this is what's happening in America today. Nothing's new under the sun. In Genesis chapter 3, look at verse 6. Now, we start at verse 5. But God doth know the day you eat thereof, then your eyes will be open. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And really, that's, that there is a truth to what the devil's saying, that your eyes will be open and you will be as gods. You'll, you'll be able to know some things that you're not supposed to know. The devil's not lying. That's the truth. Now, look at verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that's the truth. It was pleasant to the eyes. That's the truth. It's a tree to be desired to make one wise. That's true. You know what? Every time you get ready to sin, you'll find three good reasons to sin. When you get ready to do wrong, you'll find three good reasons to do it. There ain't nothing new under the sun. I preached years in the jails and prisons. I listened to every excuse under the sun about why I'm in what condition I'm in, whether it's jail or prison or whatever. Or listen to counsel people in the military. They tell me, oh, Miss Mills, this happened, this. Everybody will give three reasons why they've done something. And all three reasons, meantime, is true reason. But that don't trump what God said, because God said, today you eat the fruit, you'll what? Surely die. Don't give me three reasons why you thought it was good to do something. It will never outweigh what God has already said. We're more concerned about what I think, what I want, what's happening to me. God, listen to me. God ain't going to do it. God's going to say, listen to me. And that's the breakdown in American family today. Nobody wants to listen to God anymore. And we're trying to bring God down. God, if you're a God of love, you'll listen to me. If you're a God like you listen to me. Do what I say. God ain't going to let you do that. You've got to listen to Him. And when it comes to listening to God, that offends people. People's going to get angry. They're going to get upset. But the Chinese will look at that. Next. Remember God said, make coats of skin. Next. See, the top part's a lamb. Next. This bottom part is me. See, when I'm on the land, I'm righteous. See, God made them coats the skin. See, somebody had to die in Adam's place. Those little lambs came forth. They died. God took the skins off. God said, get rid of them fig leaves. That's your way of trying to cover up your sin. God said, I ain't going to let you cover up your sin. If you want to cover up your sin, you can go to hell. A lot of people are going to go to hell because they want their sins covered. They got nothing but fig leaves on. And then they want to act like they're Christians. They want to sing like they're Christians, but they sing like a fallen, they just sing like a fallen angel. That's what Lucifer's job was. He was the music director of heaven. You can sing like an angel, but you sing like a heavenly angel or a fallen angel. There's two kinds of music. You know what? Are you under the lamb? Now when a Chinese person sees that, 
He'll say, I want to get under the lamb. This is what my fathers knew. And if my fathers knew it, I should know it. And I said, we want to follow what our fathers knew. And I don't have to convince them to say a prayer. I don't have to convince them that this is not from America. They start realizing, this is what my fathers knew. Now, folks, they got in respect for their ancestors. The world today is being taught to hate your heritage, hate your ancestors, hate, hate, hate. You're being taught to hate everything of the past. That ain't what God says do. You better find out what God says. And they'll say, Mr. Mills, can I get on the lamp? I say, well, yes, you can. That's when we start a little Bible lesson with them. It takes about three to four months after that. We show them the way of salvation. You know what, folks? Are you under the Lamb? You know what? If you're saved, it should show in your face, in your attitude, in your actions. It should show. If it's not out there for the world to see, what happened to it? Did you get offended by anything I preached on this morning? Chinese didn't. Of all places, America shouldn't. I don't think this church is. I really don't because I think, I'm pastor, I know what this church stands for. But you know what? How many people in America would have been offended this morning? How many? Are you the minority? You know what? Nothing new under the sun. What happened to China... Is happening in America. They want to rewrite history, change history, redefine history, so when you read your Bible, it'll be different from the truth. Folks, know your Bible history. If we don't, one day somebody might have to come here to America and show us our history. And if they do, that means we're pretty much gone. As pastor comes up, I'll let him have the invitation time, but are you under the Lamb? Are you under the Lamb? Have you been saved? If you're saved, you should be serving. And you serve with a gladness in your heart. You don't serve just because it's Sunday. You serve because He's in your heart. You know what? And as a church, you're saved, you're serving, and you send the gospel out. I, I liked all your announcements. I did pay attention to your announcements this morning about different times of Bible study, different times you're having activities. That's good, church. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary. As a church, you're saved to serve and to send the gospel out here and around the world. China says thank you, and I thank you for your faithful years of serving China in the gospel.